I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Cotter Lawler. Welcome back to a very special Tuesday Mondays episode of the Heroes for Hire podcast. <laughs> I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime after a bit of a wild week. Mr. Been Sean Mead. Sean, how's it been? a long going? week. I'm good, Connor. I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks everyone for your patience while I dealt with stuff for the last week. Um, thanks also to all of the messages that came in being just absolutely wonderful humans. Mm. Um, that was really appreciated. I forget family, that people who listen to this are nicer than us. Abs- yeah, that they have feelings and emotions and they're not dulled <laughs> by the, Nerds. the hate in the world that's out there. But no, like my family came up to me and were like, oh, the messages on the podcast page were really sweet. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a real thing that I do. It's it's nice. We got a little community here. A lot of people, nice people. Uh, so yeah, a lot of good folks out there. So I, I thank you all it. very much. Yeah. So um, what that meant was we unfortunately were not able to record on Monday of this week. That's absolutely fine. So we decided Tuesday, let's do something special. And so as you've seen from the title of this episode, we are bringing you our cars too. <laughs> I title of Cars 2 was I not supposed to oh no this is awkward I watched Planes <laughs> ka-chow um, so we are doing our full season 1 review of Obi-Wan Kenobi um, the series on Disney Plus we were kind of tired with putting this up on the Patreon but then we just thought let's just do a full 6 episode thing put it all up here for Movie Mondays because we're currently reviewing Miss Marvel over on the Patreon currently as well. So you don't yes. really want to put everything yeah. up there. We don't want to double dip on the Disney Plus content. Exactly. Because otherwise we'll have nothing to ever talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Just personally in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I, I'm going to come right out of the gate and say it, Connor. Oh. I really like this, this <gasps> series. I thought it was a lot of fun. So we're kind of coming from this from two different angles. And I don't mean this in a bad way. I just mean, I think it's probably good. We talk about this all the time where we bring up Star Wars stuff. But please forgive me, <laughs> listeners, when I say, Sean likes Star Wars more than yep. me. That's fine. 
Um, That's true. I want to clarify as well. I like the concept and some of the things that were done in the Star Wars universe. Most of the Star Wars movies are terrible. <laughs> what, so a that clear. <laughs> what a caveat. <laughs> the I main like, backbone of the franchise, yeah. not for me. Yeah, like 95% of it is dog shit. But Jesus, Absolutely. I'm a big fan of the five. Jez, you get episode three in there, episode five and six, all about them, lads. Uh, and then, you know, there's some odd episodes of the okay, Clone so Wars. Maybe I lied when I said Sean likes Star Wars more than I me. I hate Star Wars. <laughs> I think if true Star Wars fans hate Star Wars, I think that's the thing. I think so, and they hate other Star Wars fans who like Star Wars. That's exactly. what we have to do as well. Uh, um, so what's also interesting about this series is, like, not only do you like Star Wars more than me, but also... I probably came from this, I don't really care about most of the things that are happening. I'm not that big on it. I like Ewan McGregor. I like Obi-Wan. But having watched the prequels with you, I'm still like, Jesse's he's a bit dumb in all those movies, isn't he? <laughs> but, he really does not have a good head on his shoulders yeah, in those movies. it's because Ewan McGregor's got the charm and we all like Ewan. So we're like, yeah, we're still in. Even yeah. If it's played by a lesser actor, I think that, that character's a bit more boring. I think Ewan got to act a lot more in this series like he got actual like emotions to convey not yeah. just deliver weird Shakespearean space dialogue at a green screen um, and I think it's probably good that the Mandalorian came out first and then obviously the book of Boba Fett so they kind of got a little bit of a ramp up to Obi-Wan now Mandalorian is excellent season one I like it's, it's Look, very very good so so good um, and so it's it's important coming into this we kind of know what they're able to do but also, I was really just excited. We just like to see these characters back. Let's just see what they do. Yeah, and, and sorry, go ahead. I was going to say though, but I've been actually reading a lot of negativity about this series, um, and hearing a lot of negativity <laughs> about this series. Um, really, and I was interested to know where you were coming in, and it was from people who love Star Wars. So I went into this, and I was like, "Yes, that was a." was a grand old romp that was pretty good scenes i, I quite yeah. enjoyed that now maybe that's it's more for the casual fan i thought but now you've said you like it too so now i'm very confused about what's going I, on i think i saw a lot of criticism about it but week on week mm. where pe- like people just don't understand that you know this plot hole or this open-ended thread that's probably going to be resolved in the next couple of episodes mm. you know or this thing that might be a retcon wait till the series finishes and see where it is a big one that people had was the grand inquisitor um being killed off um but he's alive in rebels it's f- episode five as well in, in this yeah. Of the, yes, not of it. the movies. <laughs> no, no, no. They're all dead by then. They're all gone at that point. When we say episode five, we mean this series from now on. Okay, it is confusing because it is six episodes. So, what's <laughs> oh, even worse? And that's something I want to say as well. I think this might have worked better as just a movie. You think? Because it's like six 30-minute episodes. You cut out some of the filler. You have a solid two to two-hour, 20-minute Obi-Wan romp. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of the things I've seen were... It's it's very fanservice-y. It's got lots of callbacks. But, I mean, to be honest with you, that's a lot of Disney plus Star Wars these days. I mean, just just accept it. Another problem I... Uh, not I had, but one of the guys who I who I know... I, probably, I think I mentioned this on the show, but mm-hmm. that... 
I was talking to him after the first three episodes and I was like, oh, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. And he was like, yeah, but the dialogue isn't great. And then I was like, yeah, but it's Star Wars. <laughs> like, it's obviously. Yeah. And, I feel, but, and I totally get like there is the argument that that, that shouldn't be an excuse for bad dialogue. Uh, just because it's on a series which historically has I'm, bad dialogue. I'm just going off all the evidence I've ever seen and heard. That's fair. That is fair. But I also think, character-wise, none of those characters have ever learned how to be proper humans. No. Like, Anakin Skywalker was raised as, like, the Jesus of a cult of monks, and then he became the devil to a cult of monks. Obi-Wan Kenobi was just, like, fully indoctrinated and then had all that ripped away. And, like, Leia is raised in... Like she, like she's a princess. Like she, she, she's not among regular people. She talks very formally. So I think a lot of that going on is the, what you know that they just would not talk as we would talk to oh, each I, other. I, I mean, I think this series absolutely does. I would say ten times the amount of work for Obi Wan's character than the previous three movies. Oh yeah, I like him so much more in this yeah. than I do in any of those three movies that came before. Because he's um, reacting like a human and also he's showing emotion other than, well, we better follow the order. <laughs> I Yeah, I love how haunted he is in yeah. this. Like he, I, like, you, like they don't show it, but you know he relives that final battle on Mustafar with Anakin. He relives that every single day and, of and his And like life. he's given up on the Jedi Order. And yeah. I think that's much more like that's much more interesting as a viewer than the guy that's like everything's going great while the building's like burning around him and he's like yeah <laughs> exactly because like it's Obi-Wan he's a hero there is the scene in episode one where the Jedi who's on the run comes across Obi-Wan mm. and he's like oh my god you're Obi-Wan fucking Kenobi yeah you can help us and Obi-Wan's just like it's over it's done I'm not doing this they won. I, I, that was the right way to go about it. I, I like, see, once again, I'm, I'm very wary that obviously everything I say here kind of comes with a bit of great assault that I'm just a casual fan and I'm just like, that's, yeah, that's what the way you would do it. That Obi-Wan's yeah. like, I hate the Jedi's. Not that I hate them, but I'm just like, he's just given up. He's just like, the whole thing, it's pointless. We're, we've lost. He just it's, doesn't have the fight in him anymore. Like, yeah, exactly. And now he's lost it. He killed his own best friend. Um, yeah. So he's like, what do I have to gain from fighting or lose from just staying here and just being like a weird hermit lives in a cave? Yeah, and I think he does have it in the back of his mind that like, look, if Luke starts showing force powers, I'm going to train him. But then Uncle Owen is just like, like you trained, his, like it's in the trailer, like you trained his dad. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, no good will come of any fucking Jedi influence on this kid's life. I, I think it's a really great scene in terms of like, Obi-Wan's like, that's my chance for redemption. I'll train yeah. the kid. And then Owen's like, no, no, you gotta fuck with the things you've already done. Okay? You need to figure that out. You can't just go, well, I'm gonna cash in that one. We're gonna go on yeah. to the next one. And then I'll fix it. But that's the thing. Like, he's buying into that old fucking Jedi order thing of just, oh, just take the kid away and uproot him and train him and then he'll throw him out in the world and he'll be grand. Like, Yeah. It doesn't make, like... It, he's still partly the old Obi-Wan but I think in this series he kind of learns that no look I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it my own way for a little while um, another thing that this series I think does absolutely excellently and I think that's I don't think there's been one Star Wars thing that's gone wrong especially from the newer versions and that's Darth Vader 
I think yeah. very important Darth Vader is a horror villain. He is just a killing machine. He cannot be stopped. And he just keeps going. I think episode three of this is the best example of that. When he's chasing Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is obviously like, I've been out of the game for too long. This is yeah. like prime Vader. I am fucked. Maybe in my prime I can take him. But not right now. No, and Vader is like powered by anger at that yeah. point. And Obi-Wan is just afraid. Obi-Wan also is like kind of disconnected from the force for a lot of this series. Yeah, he's not as powerful, which makes he's sense. Not as pa- it, yeah, it does. Like he, cause he presumably just wants nothing to do with it. But like he, tr- when he tries to use the force, like you can see, like it takes effort for him to do it. Like it hurts him. But then when Vader uses it, he's just like he, it's just, he, it's nothing to him. Like and he's just pushing people I, I think, aside. Like this is like the Rogue One hallway scene, but like over episodes. So like uh, to Man. me, I'm watching this and I'm like, this is exactly what Vader is. Like he's just a killing machine. Like, he, and especially for Obi-Wan. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody else. He's like, no. I want Obi-Wan. And so that, I think episode three was the first where I was like, as as someone who's just, as I said, not very emotionally involved in this, I was getting giddy when like he was chasing him and it's just darkness and you just have the sound, the sound design from the lightsabers and, yeah. the, and, the, and the effects from the lights of them and they're just like you've got blue and red and Vader just keeps coming and Obi-Wan is just running away and every time he turns around he's just constantly on the back foot yeah he's just just trying to get out of there and and Vader's like he's just an unstoppable machine yeah like Obi-Wan does not want to fight him because he knows like I'm going to lose this (laughs) the the fire bit man the where he spills the oil across the sand and lights it and then he drags Kenobi through it. He's just now, like, you're going to fucking feel this. Now, I think that's an amazing scene. It obviously comes with the caveat of also, we kind of have to overlook the fact that he just lets them get out of there. <laughs> because like, Vader, in Prime Vader, is killing him. No, absolutely. Scene. I think, I said this to you, and I was like, I don't know what's going on with Vader in this series, because Reva keeps coming up to him, being like, I've got Kenobi on lock. I'm going to bring him onto the ship tonight. And then she comes up and like, oh, he escaped, but I've got this new plan. And Vader the whole time was just, okay, now I'm displeased. But oh, but if you get this plan working, oh, you'll be a grand inquisitor, <laughs> so you will. And but, but again, that was remedied in a later episode. Vader was just fucking with her the whole time. And I think that adds to it. I think if you went back and rewatched her, like he's clearly just fucking with her because he knows um, yeah. the, uh, an amazing strength not only of Vader but kind of builds off that is the series starts when Order 66 has gone out and instead of following Obi-Wan or someone we know we follow the younglings and we follow and it opens with them fighting off all the clones coming in like and they're like yeah. what like 12 and there's like a group of them like. and there's just the teacher and her little students or a class and she's yeah. trying to protect them as they're like and going she- through she does numbers, man. Like, she gets a lot of those, like, troopers down. Uh, but the problem is but, there's, like, 500 of them. And exactly, one they of just her. keep coming. And exactly. I think what, what it ends up killing her is she's looking out for the kids. Like, she looks back to try and protect them. And that's yeah. when she gets shot. And so it's a case of, I think that's the perfect place to start this. Like, you need to show that's Vader. This is where Vader came from. This is Anakin completely going to the dark side and that opening bit with Hayden Christensen coming in he's got the hood on and you yeah. kind of, you follow Moses Ingram's character Reva who we don't know technically that's her but I mean it's as, as soon as she showed up I was like I, I did know she was a Padawan like it just makes but, sense 
yeah, and 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 that's interesting for a story like because there was a lot of um, anger towards Reva in the opening episode. Sean, what are your thoughts overall from Reva in this series? I think she was because the, the people had people heard Inquisitors right, and Inquisitors were really popular in Star Wars Rebels and stuff like that, and then but Reva wasn't in that. So they were like, oh, they're adding in a new character to a thing I like. Here we go. And it's a woman, Connor. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, for God's sake. And they just, like, it, it, and, like, again, it it doesn't break the the lore. It doesn't break the canon at all because it's all resolved by the end of the series anyway. Like, yeah, I, I, I knew not about the Inquisitors. I was like, she's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, she's a badass. <laughs> yeah, like she's pure evil. But then at the end, but then when you realise the motivations, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, like she would be willing to kill fifty people to get her chance to kill Vader because Vader killed all of her friends and family. Yeah. Uh, one thing I like in this series is that we get you get a little more about the sacrifices that the Jedi were forced to make. Like, Obi-Wan is like, I think I have a brother. I have a vague memory of, like, a baby. Yeah. But I don't know where I come from. I don't know my family. That that is... That is... It's kind of fucked. Like, we've talked about that in the prequel reviews. Um, Yeah. It's it's real messed up, and it's not likable in any way. Um, It's like a weird cult. Yeah, can I just say as well, the Grand Inquisitor, the weird bald man... Uh, Played by Rupert Friend... Yes, uh, he got a lot of hate because uh, Hayden Christensen came out and he was like, oh, I watched all of Clone Wars and Rebels just to make sure I knew everything there is to know about Anakin before coming back to this character. And the fans were like, oh, class. But uh, uh, the Grand Inquisitor was like, I didn't watch anything because I wanted to bring my own interpretation to the character. And that's risky with Star Wars fans. Oh, no. Yeah. but I think that character is fine for what he is, honestly. I like, think if he'd watched thousands of hours and done no, or done no research, I think he would have done the same thing. Absolutely. He would have been written exactly the same. <laughs> and I think the actor did a fine job for... He did. A rant. shit-eating, just like, villain of like, oh, I've been betrayed, Reva. And then at episode five, when he's like, did you honestly think... Did you yeah. were going to be the Grand Inquisitor, you fucking idiot. Darth Maul got cut in half and he <laughs> survived. I got a small lightsaber to the chest. <laughs> I've, I was out jogging the next day. I was married. So nice. It was grand. <laughs> um, something we should talk about. Also, Deborah Chow, who directed all these episodes. Excellent stuff. Killed um, it. Just like, to give a so, shout. so good. Um, I, I think they're really, really excellently done. They're done in the new... Um, I don't know what it's called. The soundstage. Um, oh yeah it's not Panavision but it's like that they use for the Mandalorian but they also use for the Batman yes so it's 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 a green screen effective it's the same principle as a green screen that you're you have a false background behind someone but the actors are aware of where they are and what they're looking at makes a lot of more to react to it really does and it looks savage yeah it it looks really really good i'm just saying that as a comparison to maybe some of the previous things we've seen in regards to star wars (laughs) and green screens (laughs) (laughs) technology's come a long way guys okay we know um what would you say in regards to you've got young leia um who is played by uh, vivian lyra blair um, I think that that it's freaking me out that her and Carrie Fisher have the same face, but like 15 years <laughs> apart, what's up with that? 
Yeah, it is quite strange, all right. The um I thought I that I thought that was a really interesting idea and I, like of course that's the only way to get Kenobi back in the game, you know? It would have to be oh this child that like Now, can I raise um not devil's advocate because like I've kind of got off that phrase, but here's the counterpoint of just yeah. would you have liked to have seen Obi-Wan having nothing to do with the Skywalkers in this? There's just a different problem to solve. We don't want to see Leia. We don't want to see Luke. I think I would have preferred that, but mm. I don't mind the way that they did it um, because what we else never brings got, them in? What else brings them in? And also, we said this in, I think it was the Attack of the Clones, in all the reviews, really, the prequels that we did, is that you've there, there's meant to be like a father-son thing going on between Obi-Wan and Anakin, but instead it's more like brothers- who are fighting a lot of the time. But in this, we get to see Obi-Wan, like, be a dad and pass on wisdom and actually, like, care for a quote-unquote youngling as opposed to Anakin, who he was just fucking saddled with. I think, I I know a lot of people obviously weren't happy with the Skywalkers being in this. I I do kind of, like, maybe just have Obi-Wan go off on a weird other mission. Nothing to do with Skywalkers. He comes back in. But I do think it's... Also, it can be quite good because perfectly links to A New Hope, obviously. Yeah. Why would she call out to Ben Kenobi for help unless she had previously known about him and all that stuff? Um, yeah. Well, she calls him Obi-Wan because she, she knows do- his name because exactly. he told her. Um, and, but then, secondly, a lot of those scenes with Leia Organa in this, in this series, they're probably Hugh McGregor's best ones because they're the yeah. ones he actually gets to talk about how he feels and she's talking to him like about her family when they're on that truck or like yeah. he he's getting to be introspective which we never really see from that character in any other sort of media. No, I think my favourite bit, well, okay, my favourite bit in this series is, is the big fight at the end. I mean, yeah, obviously. But the bit after that is where he's talking to Leia and he's just like, I did know your parents and you are like, you are strong and truthful and honest and generous and good. And you get that from your mother. And you're also like, he, and he like, he's like, you're courageous and brave and cunning like your father. And like, that's just a nice real moment that like has never been done in Star Wars before. <laughs> because I think one of the main problems we, I mean, this has gone over thousands of times of thousands of different people, but we never get to see Anakin and Obi-Wan just being brothers and hanging out. And just, Unless you watch the Clone Wars animated series. I, I understand that, but I mean, in terms of movie-wise, <laughs> yeah. you never get to see them working together. They no. talk about missions. They, talk, oh, do, you they do your you? favourite thing, which is like, oh, remember this caper we had? <laughs> do you remember that caper that we said did? That sounds real fun. Now let's do a yeah. boring caper. Um, and that's fine, but I do like to see that they cared about each other. And instead of just telling me, Obi-Wan can show it by like, Anakin doesn't have to be there. He's just, it's a small yeah. moment where he's like, Anakin's dead, but your father was a good man when he was alive. Which to be honest, I'm not quite too sure. Haven't seen, haven't seen a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen most of what he did. The women and the children. <laughs> yeah, they did show a lot. There, there was like a flashback at the start of episode one. And it was just a lot of, it was like a montage of all of the horrible things <laughs> that Anakin has done. Everyone's just like got Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> like, yeah. No, he's good, like, guys, I swear. Oh, he wasn't that bad. I do like the reveal at the end of episode two 
where he learns that Anakin is still alive. Yes. And it's like pure horror on his face. Because how would he know that? Like he he would never know that. And that's that's the great that once he realizes Anakin is Darth Vader. Yeah. He, he puts that together. He's like, I did that. I've done that to everybody here. And his guilt yeah. is like multiplied by 10. And if I ever see him again, I'll definitely stop him for oh, good. Oh, I'm going to run so fast <laughs> away from him. I'm going to be gone from that man. <laughs> so how it happens is, um, one of the, I would say probably the weak points of the series is the fact that he has to keep saving Leia. They kind of do the same plot point twice. Yeah. Um, he saves just- her. And the first one's a bit weak. And then she gets kidnapped again. And then he has to go save her again. Um, probably could have just done with one of them. And then done with one kidnapping. It, it does continue the long Star Wars tradition of Leia just getting kidnapped in every like adventure she goes on. <laughs> also, the first kidnapping, by the way, one of the worst scenes in Star Wars history. Horrendous. Oh, so bad. How did that get... How did that edit how make did, it? How, how did three like grown bounty hunters not outrun a child <laughs> I never think forest. they race a child shot they're so shit at running they're so bad their legs don't work right <laughs> they're not even grown properly you could fucking easily outrun them you could fucking just point the other direction and they'll run they're I'm walking idiots. I'm walking alongside them they're sprinting as hard as they can <laughs> and it's the 4,000 metres as well they're going to be dead by the end of it uh, why yeah, you it's, in this sports day they say to me I say I'm here to win <laughs> The, I do like, though, that that leads to, like, the Kenobi, like, heist thing that he has to plan. Like, yeah. would be Kamal Nanjiani being a fake Jedi, uh, and that's all fun. I don't I, really know what he's doing in this series, by the way. I think he's a big name they got. I, I think it's, I think that's another one of, maybe not a flaw, but I would say definitely probably the negative area of just, you got Kamal. He's there. And you also have an interesting idea of, like, a guy who's pretending to be a Jedi to take advantage of people in these yeah. tough times. Um, but then at the same time, you kind of bring that in, you introduce it, and then you just kind of have him standing around a lot going, I want to help. Yeah, I want to be good, like a Jedi, but I'm also still kind of a rogue. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> You'll never know what I'm going to do. I Maybe he'll show up in something else. He might show up in that... Um, Cassian Andor series that they're doing. Can't wait. Can't, Can't wait, wait for, for that. Sean. You know hyped. that about me. I'm very <laughs> hyped about Cassian Andor. <laughs> Rogue One's own Cassian Andor. <laughs> yes. Um, I think a lot of... Uh, actually, speaking of Rogue One and Cassian Andor series, same issue that's going to plague that, plagues this, is that we know everyone's going to be fine. Well, that's it, the thing. There's very little stakes in this. Well, we know Cassian Andor won't be fine eventually, but he will be fine in that series due to the fact that he has to make it to Rogue One. And so, same issue with this. We know Obi-Wan's going to be fine. We know Vader, we know Luke, and we know Leia all fine. So the bit with Reeve at the end and Luke, I mean, is there much stakes? Because Luke has never mentioned that ever again. That's the thing. I don't know how much he would remember, like, because he was told it was Tuscan Raiders, but they don't have lightsabers. And mm. he definitely saw the lightsaber being used. 
And like, also, I mean, you have the fight with Vader and Obi-Wan happening simultaneously. It is a bit jarring to go from that, which is obviously the peak the of best, the show. The best, this is the peak of Star Wars. <laughs> I feel like they wrote that scene and then worked backwards from from that. Absolutely, um, yeah. That's and, all they wanted out of this series was yeah. that scene. And But then you also have Reva, like, up against Owen and Baru <laughs> at the same time. And that's How is it a fight, though? <laughs> at that point <laughs> she should have sliced through them in seconds game over but and also did you like how they introduced Owen's limp that yeah. he has a little bit of a tumble <laughs> he takes a fall and now, now that's his character trait <laughs> um, I, I wasn't wasn't quite sure on that but as I said I mean you're there to introduce Vader versus Obi-Wan that's the big scene that everyone's coming to this series for Sean so I mean let's talk about it because seems like the peak. You wanna you wanna tell me all about your favorite Star Wars scene of all time. It's really good though, isn't it? Like because because they meet up on the on 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 the, on the planet and they're both lava angry planet? men. Uh, not lava planet they're this time. Rock planet. planet. Rock bunch planet. of rocks. Big bunch of rocks. <laughs> and so I like how they give all these places names, but to me, I'm just like rock planet, lava planet. It, That's a it's sand rock, planet. lava, sand or forest. Those and there's are several the sand planets. There's so many of them. Yeah. They're all identical. They're, they're all, all the same. In, like they're filmed <laughs> in the same location. But um, I like, but like as they're gearing up for the big fight, they're doing the Revenge of the Sith thing where they're just talking at each other and they say the same lines. Yes. Like Kenobi's like, I will do what I must. And I'm like, oh shit. And then Anakin's like, and you will try. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I think that was the only place to end this series. As I, I feel like that is, they came up with that scene. They're like, we want them to fight. We want, the, the ideal moment is obviously Obi-Wan goes into the fight sense. Everyone yeah. goes mad. Bit of fan so service. Um, then you also have, the, the fight takes place. What did you think of the choreography with it? Really good. Um, it's, there was a, a scene earlier, a flashback of them fighting around the Attack of the Clones era. Um, and that was really good fight choreography, and it's just like more here. Um, That's from episode I, five, and actually a very good team thematic thing that they did there is like they reflect that fight within what's happening in the episode. Like, yeah, you're, you're jumping ahead, Anakin. You can't just constantly be striking. You have to be on the defense. Yeah, and and Obi Wan event is on the back foot for a long time. Oh, and also, sorry, I like how Vader fights. I really love how Vader fights in this series because Anakin, after he became Vader, had to invent a new lightsaber style for himself because he had big robot, like his legs were heavier. He couldn't move them as quickly. His arms, they were strong, but they were a bit slower. So he had to compensate for all of this. And so if you watch Vader fight, he's like, he'll swing and then he'll hold Obi-Wan back with the force. And he'll stop his blade coming in. He does the same. He fucks Reva. Like, yes. he there, he fights Reva and he does not light his own lightsaber. That is, I, I think, I, I mean, the main strength of this show is Darth Vader and how they, yeah. and Obi-Wan. They're the two, I mean, if, if there's two things you want to get right in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, it's the two of them. And I think they absolutely yeah. nailed them. And I, t- I think the Reva one happening before, so that's episode five. That happening yeah. before the big showdown is perfect. 
because we've seen Dart already up against Obi-Wan and he put him through a bunch of fucking fire and you're like, okay, yeah. well, he's he's just unstoppable. And then you have Reva who are like, well, she, she's more in tune than Obi-Wan at the minute. Like, she's more in sync with the lightsaber. She's been using it every single day. And yeah. she doesn't, like, he doesn't even light up the lightsaber. He's just like, I'm just going to kick the shit out of you with your yeah. own lightsaber. <laughs> I'm going to make you defeat yourself essentially here and so he does all of that with kenobi eventually burying him under a pile of rocks now again why not just fucking kill him because the show has to continue but but uh, like there's one more instance in this scene of where you should just fucking kill the man (laughs) And it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I mean, that's just, we. they have to survive. That's the thing. I know, but he's so close. He knows how horrible he is. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the big moment, obviously, Obi-Wan overcomes it. This is why we're here, Sean. Yeah, he, beast mode Obi-Wan. He goes beast mode. He starts lifting up all the fucking rocks. He's like, nah, mate, not today. Not today. Not um, and so he fucks them all at him and then just de- continues to beat the shit out of him. Like, I like how he breaks up the fucking voice box and so, like, yeah. Dart can't breed and he just continues to break him down simultaneously. Yeah, and he, like, gets his back so he can't move as quick. And I am fascinated by Darth Vader inside the suit. Like, just what that is and that existence. That, like... It's just always stuck in my mind since I read it in like a Star Wars annual. And then, do, you, do you remember they used to have like, it would be half and half and it would be like schematics of like suits yes. and ships and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I used to, I would pour over that and just like everything that goes on in that man's body is ridiculous. <laughs> and so we got the fucking, the half face Anakin and Vader and the conversation yes. between. And the voice changing. Is perfect. So good. Yes. And the the lighting as well. So anytime... Because Darth Vader is a split personality, essentially. uh, Or more of a repressed personality in terms of Anakin. Um, But anytime that Anakin Skywalker starts to come out a bit, he's lit by the blue lightsaber. And it's Hayden Christensen's voice. Yeah. But when Vader is in, in charge... It's just the screen is red and it's James Earl Jones through a voice box. Yeah. And and you can kinda of hear the voice box failing. That's what that's why Hayden's coming through. Um, yeah. and it's just I mean, as as someone as the director, Deborah Chow, I mean, I think massive congratulations, because I think that scene couldn't have been done better. Like I just yeah. think as a scene of the two of them fighting, whatever you want to say about the fight, but that moment where mask is half off, lights are going blue, red, blue, red, and the voice is changing constantly, and then the bit where he's like, Anakin, I killed um, yeah. Anakin. I am, I am not your failure. Yeah. I am the one who killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, and so that like, and then Obi-Wan having the moment where he's been calling him Anakin repeatedly, and then yeah. he, he calls him Dart. Yeah. And that's when it's like, okay, well, Anakin's dead. Yeah, because yeah, cause Darth is like a title. And there, there was shit given from A New Hope where it was like, why is he calling him Darth? Does he think Darth is his first name? Uh, but it's just like, no, he, I, it's more of like, a, I'm not even giving you the Vader thing. 
you're just Darth. Like and you're it's, whatever it's actually, this rank you are. That's actually the perfect encapsulation of I've seen a lot of hate for that that it was like um <clears throat> why is he calling him that in a new hope that huh? If he knows it's adequate, why would he call him that? But episode six solves that. It's just literally yeah. it that all the complaint I heard was like episode four, episode five kind of going into a new hope. And it's even what he tells Luke and he's like, Oh, he killed your father. Like that line yeah. makes no sense if he knows he's alive. But it makes perfect sense. But it's like, no, he genuinely, he told me himself. Yeah, I <laughs> had a conversation <laughs> with him. And he, he killed, killed your he, father. He, he said, I killed Anakin Skywalker. The line fucking, uh, uh, Anakin Skywalker is dead. I am what remains. That's the coolest shit I ever yeah. heard, man. Um, but yeah, I, I like that they get, Obi-Wan gets that closure. Of just like Anakin's gone, and he's he fully believes he's never coming back as well. Yeah, he's accepted like, it. Yeah, and that carries on into a new hope and things like that. Because in, I think it's in Revenge, Return of the Jedi. Uh, he, uh, Mark Luke Skywalker is talking to Ben Kenobi as a Force ghost, and Luke is like, Ben, I can't kill my own father. And Obi Wan is just like, oh well, then don't, then there's no hope. Like, then he's won. He's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Like, you have to kill this man. That's classic Alec Guinness. Classic. He just wanted look, to look, mate, get just that paycheck. Slice him up, right? I'm here for the day and shooting. Right? You fucking yeah. slice him up and fuck off. I'm in this Jeez. fucking swamp in a robe. Like, what's happening here, George? Do I have to fucking say this shit? <laughs> I'm a sir. I'll have you know. Um, I I think episode six, like that that final fight scene is what everyone wanted and I think it makes what we see later on better and I think that's I think that's a massive compliment to give to a prequel show that like if you're kind of enhancing either the prequels which I think it does because the end of I would say episode three of the movies (laughs) episode three of this but the episode three of the movies is made better because this series series exists Yes, absolutely. Um, and also, like, episode two, uh, it, like, it's all improved, really. Um, and it also improves the original trilogy because it gives you more context as to the relationship that Obi-Wan has with Vader or Obi-Wan has with Leia, who they don't speak in the original trilogy. They never have a conversation together, uh, yeah. Obi-Wan and Leia. Um, they just have a look as they're... As Obi-Wan is fighting Darth Vader for the last time with drastically different choreography, I will say. Uh, it's a lot more. <laughs> that's mo- Look, that's a time thing. Okay, yeah, that's... There's no change in that. That'll never He's not changed. doing the stance. He's not doing, like, anything Obi-Wan. He's just Sir Alec Guinness. He's like, I'm here at lunchtime and I'm going to finish up. Just yeah. slice through me once. I'm going to swing this around. And he's like, I'm definitely dead and I don't come back for these movies, right? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> kill me, George. Fucking kill me. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll turn you into a ghost. Does that mean kill me? Well, <laughs> well, does it? <laughs> um, I mean, I, yeah, I think... I, I feel like there is a lot of strengths here. Um, I Obviously, like you have Indira Varma, who's uh, Tala. She's in yeah. the show. I quite like her as like someone who was on their side and has now 
come across to the rebels. Um, yeah, I like a that. rebel defector kind of a thing. Yeah, um, I think that's good. But then you also have uh, what I really liked was the guy in the truck. I can't remember that guy's name. The monster. Oh yeah, yeah, just like he's like a regular farmer. Like he's played just, by Zach Braff, and of course he's like, yeah, I'm just a friendly neighborhood. Yeah, I have them in the back there now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know who the fuck they are, but uh, I'm going to tell the I'm going to tell the lads, going to tell the Empire, and they're going to give me big two big tubs up and probably millions. Big old reward. I got your Kenobi, boys. Um, I like as well the whole Jedi, um, like the smuggling, uh, like, I suppose, group that they have set up where they're like getting people out or getting people to safety. Um, the only issue that I had was, and I think it's just reflection of that they only have six episodes, is that the rebel group are like... Obi-Wan, who the fuck are you? You're not that important. I don't give a shit. And then like four seconds later, they're like, ah, you know what? We're going to kill a few of us to go and save you. <laughs> go on there. Nice, nice man. Yeah, I think they got wrapped up in the whole Jedi thing, you know? <laughs> I, like, I think oh, wait. They, they wanted the plot point of like, oh, they, don't, they don't trust him. They don't trust him because he's, who's he to come in and start making demands? But then they're like, we're already four episodes in and there's only six episodes. So, so we need to get through this. They like him now. They're yeah. big fans of all. Obi Wan now. Yeah. The uh, one of the Jedi that's mentioned, by the way, Quinlan Voss. Uh, he's like a a, a, a fan favorite Star Wars. He's like he's the the chattiest Jedi there's ever been. I, I want you explain chattiest Jedi. He's just a he, he's just a rogue. Like he's just cool. He's the coolest man. I can't express. He's just very very cool. Imagine like Han Solo. Okay crossed with Obi-Wan Kenobi crossed with Mace Windu oh he's just the coolest motherfucker and uh, is he wh- why is he not the main character I think we're gonna get one you know you I think? think that's why they mentioned him and it'll just be Quinlan on his little adventures <laughs> who's um, by the way who's gonna play Quinlan is the big question uh, I would like Corbin Blue to play him personally I would have said Oscar Isaac but he's already I, locked in. He's not, he's never coming back to Star Wars. No, he man. hates Star Wars. That ship so has cool. sailed. It's so cool. You could easily have him bring it. <laughs> Who's cool enough to pull it off? I mean, hmm. Idris Elba, maybe? Yeah, Idris would be good. Idris would be good. Yeah, it might be a bit old, but you look, it's always possible. Yeah, I think Isaac would have been perfect, but they fucking blew their load and ruined <laughs> it. <laughs> Lads, you had Isaac going and you let him slip. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, this episode or the series itself, I would say, overall, I think it's pretty good. Um, I think it's a lot better than I thought it would be, Sean. Yeah, I was fully prepared for them to kind of not phone it in, but to just make it like a, you know, now aren't you happy fans? You got your Kenobi series. You know what they've figured out though, and I cannot yeah. stress how much of a difference this makes to me. And I think mm-hmm. it's just—I think I'm just a child. Lightsabers, the sound design, first of all, but light yeah. them in the dark. Always oh, light them in the dark. They it nailed just... it. that scene where Leia is like it strapped to a <gasps> table. Yes. And, like, it's dark out and you just see the blade ignite and Kenobi murder me. And, like, he slices through one storm through and then he, like, the blade goes away and then you yeah. just, like, it pops up on the other side of the room and he slices through the other guy. It would be cool to have, like, a Jedi Arkham-style game or something, like, stealth. Every lightsaber in this, I think, is lit in the night or in some sort of low lighting other than the one when he's stopping all the water. 
and he's in the hall. Yes. Um, I yeah. think every other one they figured out. I think it's from Rogue One with Vader. They've realized, oh, it yeah. looks way cooler when the lighting is just off the fucking lightsaber. Yeah, because that, that's like the most threatening thing I could possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah, like it's just darkness and then you just hear it lighting up and it's just like this red or blue light just somewhere in the distance slowly glowing off a face. Like And with Darth Vader, like it glows off every edge of the fucking suit as yeah. well. Um, it makes so much sense. And just just as while we're on the segment, oh, and then there was that bit when, uh, there was that bit when... <laughs> Darth Vader stopped the spaceship from taking oh, off yes. and he just drags it back down to the platform. But of course he's too busy trying to do the big things and Obi-Wan's already taught two steps ahead and they've got the little ship and they get away because it's much faster. And that's yeah. the episode that's built off them having the the duel or the fight scene um, where he's like, why are you constantly trying to just strike and kill straight away? Like, a Jedi's job is just to defend. We shouldn't yeah. be just out to kill straight away. Yeah, so when we meet Count Dooku later on, don't kill him. <laughs> you promise me now that you won't decapitate him with both mine and your lightsabers. You have to promise me. Now, I know you're going off to Tatooine, <laughs> and I know there's sand people there, but Anakin... But there's women and children there too. Leave them alive. If, look, even if you left the women and children, people would probably understand, okay? <laughs> I love, they should have included those scenes in this. That would be great. Anakin's a real fucking shitbird. <laughs> there's no redemption for this man. He's just evil. Specifically told, don't kill the younglings. And he just, he just, he has to kill them. He has a, he has a craving to kill younglings. Um, and then... We got it. We did get a hello there. Uh, we did. I, right now at the that end. is the most uh, what it's I would say fan service thing they could have done. There's a great edit already on YouTube, and it's a Obi Wan walks over and he says hello there, and then uh, young Luke uh, they make him say General Kenobi, and then Luke sprouts four arms and has four <laughs> lightsabers ready to go. <laughs> I, um, oh yeah, they say hello there. I also the not the hello there. The best bit of that scene isn't the hello there. It's the fact that he gives them the little the uh, ship, the ship that the Luke is using in a new hope or yeah. playing with. Um, Actually, just on the t- on top topics of like real dialogue as well. The bit where Owen is like, "Do you want to? Do you want to fucking meet him? Yeah. Like, do you want to talk to the kid that you're looking after?" Like, I think that's, like, a really small thing, but, like, he's got Owen's respect because he was there. Now, we got to move on to negatives. We, yeah. We've gone through a few positives, Sean. Um, in terms of Quite negatives, is there anything that stood out to you that you didn't really like? I think the the pacing kind of dips mm. uh, a lot of time. Like you were saying that, the, like, the rescue plot happens twice uh, and Kenobi just slips through Reva's fingers a good few times. Too this. many. Too many times. It feels like you're retreading a lot of ground um, just to make up to the six episode mark, you know? Yeah, and I I, I agree. Yeah, I, I would say it's inconsistent is what I would say. I think it's at its best when it's just Obi-Wan having like deep discussions about how he feels and the guilty feels and Obi-Wan, uh, Darth Vader, I should say. And when the yeah. two of them are there, and I would actually even throw in Reva because I think her story is interesting as well. 
I think they have her doing some boring things, but I think the basis of her story is interesting. Yeah. They could have done probably a bit more with that. It's just more inconsistent rather than outright bad. The two other Inquisitors as well, with their little like power struggle subplot that yeah. they had going, could have done without all of that, to be fair, and it's the same show, uh, yeah. just faster. And, and like we mentioned, like even Kumail Nanjiani, like what pff, he's he's here. Um, he's there, yeah, he's certainly there. Would and the then show he's be just along for the ride. If he was, he's used for one escape that he distracts while they get away. Yeah, but that's about it. And then he's like, he's told to look after Leia, and then he drops the communicator yeah. that leads Riva to Luke, like. <laughs> He's just, he, 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 he's just like a, you know, a, a little switch in the plot that says, okay, and now this is happening. But yeah, he, he drops the communicator to a scene that probably doesn't really need to be there either, of Reva trying to kill Luke. Um, yeah, like, I and I get they wanted, I don't know, they wanted a big plan or they wanted both Skywalker kids to be in danger for once. But it, it like you say, we know Luke is going to be fine. We know... Owen and Baru are going to be fine. And we also know Leia is going to be fine. But I do understand using Leia. Jimmy Smith, who could say no to Jimmy? If Jimmy asked me to go on a mission, I would say yes. So Jimmy's daughter gets kidnapped. He's like, Obi-Wan, you're literally the best Jedi I've ever known. Could you please go get her back? And also, she's Anakin's child. So something did for you too. So go fucking get her. Yeah. We did also get a Tamara Morrison uh, cameo as one of the soldiers so he's he that uh trooper stormtrooper was a uh, or clone trooper sorry was a member of the 501st legion and that was anakin's legion and that's the one that slaughtered the jedi temple that night oh so obi-wan still gave him some money so obi-wan's a good guy you know <laughs> um, um yeah i i think there's a lot of things that yeah the whole Luke thing the whole Reva going to kill him I think Reva's story needs to just, needed to just end at that Vader scene and it would have been I think fine. she just needed to, yeah she needed to be killed in the not, maybe not fight. even killed I mean bring her back for season 2 I have no issue with like her popping back up if they're doing a season 2 but I think having her come in for that last episode for a pointless scene it's, I mean it's fine you don't need to have it there it's yeah. the same show without it how many lightsabers are buried on Tatooine, do you think? Oh, you can't walk a, a fucking foot without, without one. tripping over a fucking <laughs> kyber crystal. <laughs> What's this Darth Maul's lightsaber? I thought that fell down with him. He had it at the end of Solo. No, he lit down. it up. It fell down, went into a chute, shot mm. into the sand. Jez, it's the way yeah. to go, isn't it? It's the way to go. <laughs> the, um, and then, of course, big Liam Neeson cameo. Oh yeah, that, this, so the series ends with Liam Neeson popping up, Qui Gon being there, and yeah. being like, "You never believed the log as long as, or you never believed enough to see me before, but now you do." So how's it going? Even though Liam Neeson, I mean, I think we talked about this on Movie Mondays, was like, "I'll never appear in a Disney Plus series. I'll movies all the way, bitches." And then yeah. we were like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> definitely." That- let let them let Kathleen Kennedy write you a check and then we'll see. Then we'll it's see. One day, talk to Sir Alec Guinness. You can do it day. at home. We will send you a green screen. Like <laughs> they sent them the big massive sound stage. <laughs> yeah, but it is nice to see Qui Gon again. Qui Gon's like my favorite Jedi. So yeah, he's the only cool one. Yeah, 
except for Quinlan, of course. Of course, I didn't know anything about Quinlan, but except the only one I've seen in movie form is Obi or Qui Gon, but the only one with a brain, where he's like, maybe all the weird stuff we do isn't great. Yeah, maybe we should just like chill and be with the Force and not try and control it. Maybe Qui Gon's whole vibe is maybe we should chill. Yes, because if we try chilling out for a little bit, just you know, just fucking taking it easy, boys. Let's all just take a media. Will we all just take a media every day? Because this is fucking weird. Um, it's just, it's a lot, lads. Did Did you react when you seen Qui Gon, or did you kind of see it coming? Uh, I kind of, I kind of saw it coming based on like because Obi Wan had been asking oh, for yeah, Qui Gon's help the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, when he showed up, I was like, ah, class. Uh, so my, my question to you, Sean, is two things. One, obviously, we have to give it a wheat of X rating of review. Um, but as our rating system goes, because it's fine. I don't know um, how that started, by the way. But we I just think it's because we that. didn't want to give something out a 10 or say it was good or bad, because we were just yeah. going to talk about it. So you kind of make up your own opinions of what we thought. True. <laughs> In, I, for the previous 50 minutes. Do we have time for me to raise a small gripe I have with everyone on Earth? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Excellent. If, if I say to rate something out of 10, and yeah. you put a 0.5... Or a 0.83 in there. Oh. I think you're an arsehole. Oh my god. Oh my god. Just pick a number. Oh, it's not fuck. that hard. But what if I truly think something's an 8.5? Then it's an 8. Oh. But if you're, round down. to be a 9. No, round down. Always round down. Because then, cause then when, it, when it does come up, when that little 0.5 of goodness comes up, you're like, oh, it's better than I expected it to be. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I make a suggestion that for all the people on Earth that I hate? Yeah. I hate people that hate when people use points in their rating system. Feel free to use points. Use point, point four three seven. I want you to go as long as pi whenever you rate anything. I want That's to know infinite, to Connor. Nth degree. Infinite degree. How what you rate something. Can I raise an issue that I have with my <laughs> podcast called... <laughs> <laughs> do it if you want I'm only like, pretending by the way <laughs> like 8.4739 and they're like well I actually like the other one because I said it's 8.474 that's the so, thing I just think it waters down rating systems as a whole you know <laughs> um, my, my question was other than your weird rating system rant Sorry. I'm fine um, with three and a half stars by the way for some reason that's better okay, for see, me see there's no logical reason <laughs> to what you're saying here um <laughs> Um, do you want the season two? I think I do, do you know? Um, mainly because if it's just more of Obi-Wan and Anakin just fucking chewing scenery, yeah, that sounds great. Um, I don't, I don't want know the Skywalkers m- involved. No, just a little isolated adventure or even separate adventures. Do you know that the two don't really interact past this point because it feels like they're kind of done and now they don't see each other until they're on the Death Star. Yeah, I, I don't think you can bring the two of them back together. I think that story is told. I do like the idea of like two separate stories going on, but what yeah. story do you tell with Vader under he's just massacring a bunch of people? Like, there's nothing really to learn from that. Yeah, you could. I mean, if you wanted to get Hayden Christensen out of the suit, you could do a bunch of like, you know, Vader internal conflict kind of storytelling. Um, you're, you're thinking of them your favorite comic book what's yeah. it called yeah uh, it's just it's, i think it's just called Darth vader um okay. but yeah it's it's basically a look at him just being tortured and miserable the whole time and then he sees himself and like the bits of him that are cut off are still light because they never properly got corrupted 
Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, I mean, you could do that. And then- he goes to see Padme's grave at one point. <laughs> And he rated eight point five. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I think they probably will do a season two because they like money. And yeah. if Ewan's locked in for, if Ewan will do it, I mean, they'd be mad not to. Yeah, I think they've set it up in such a way that it, like it, it, a, a second season has to come. Like even the stuff with Qui Gon, who's like Qui Gon, literally says, "Oh, we're just getting start, or we still have a long way to go." Uh, is what he says. It it feels like sequel bait, you know? And the key, Obi-Wan could be solving something nothing to... like. Yeah, I, I think they shouldn't be connected at all. I think nothing to do with the Skywalkers, nothing to do with any of that stuff. Obi-Wan's just doing separate weird missions. He's got like hundreds of copy books. Surely one of them is a separate mission that he you can know what go would be on. cool? Go on. On Coruscant, right? Mm. You're going to have to explain to me which planet that is. That's the one... Uh, Sand planet. Forest planet. Big city planet. City planet. Okay, I'm with The you. one that they landed on from space that one time. <laughs> from uh, space? And they can land on it. Perfectly. Uh, <laughs> there's a rogue Jedi going around killing Republic officers, Connor. Oh, and no. you know what they say? He has one hand and a purple lightsaber. And it's Mace Windu. And Obi-Wan Kenobi has to hunt down Mace Windu in the second series. Can I make a other suggestion? Yeah. Maul. Ooh. Maul would be good. But why is he there if Vader's there, is the question. See, Maul, Maul, Maul kicks around in Clone Wars the whole time. What if, and I'm prob- this probably story has been done already, Maul wants to get back in with the Empire. He wants to get back in with the big man. Somehow oh. he's returned. So he's trying to, he's doing shit to try and impress. To be like, let me back in. That's where Obi-Wan comes in to try and solve it. But Darth Maul's like, I need to win here. Like, I need to do this dastardly stuff so Palpatine sees and is like, I'm bringing you back on board, lad. That's an inch. That, that I, I, I do like that. Like, the, the kind of trying to claw back the glory. The thing about in Rebels, Maul is like, he's all in on the Crime Lord thing. He's all in on the dark saber as well. Uh, like he wants to be Mandalore kind of a thing. So I don't know if he can. He's Maul's lived a full life, you know. Like he's Let's really it. packed it all in. Let's see it. I really want to see it. Um, and I think it's the only place you go. You got to have season one Vader, season two Maul. Because who else is you, McGregor's Obi Wan dislike? Yeah. What if they make Grievous again? Somehow <laughs> Grievous returned. And he's still got a cough. Still got a cough. Oh, they gave him the same lungs. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> for all the bits we could have replaced <laughs> why so, did we give him the same middle bit nah it's your character trait you're a robot who can cough <laughs> um, I think that's it for our end of our review Sean if, if we're going to give it Weetabix for season 1 of Obi-Wan uh, I'd give it I, look I'd give it two Weetabix uh, oh. honey and almond bit of milk uh, and it also uh, comes with one of those little lightsaber toys you used to get in Cocoa Pops. Oh, well done. Yeah, nice. I, I mean, I'm giving it a solid three Weetabix. That's my solid... Preferred amount of Weetabix. Preferred amount of Weetabix. Bit of honey, bit of milk. I'm a simple man. Simple tasty. treasures. Pretty tasty, Connor. <laughs> Would you like to take us out, Sean? Yes. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Tuesday Mondays. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Some say we should just call it Movie Tuesdays. No, 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 no. Tuesday Mondays somehow sounds right. 
so we'll be back tomorrow with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and then we will be on Monday for our brand new show, Movie Mondays. Um, brand new. Oh. Brand new. It's never been done before, mm. Connor. Um, thank you to everyone over on Patreon who supports us. You help keep the show going. Um, and we genuinely couldn't do it without you all. One of the things you get, as well as all the reviews and the Miss Marvel review that we're doing at the minute, is that you do get a shout-out at the end of the show. Now, my throat is still in bits, so we're going to see how long I can Here do this go. without having a coffee Here we pit, go. okay? <clears throat> Thank you to Waffles, the magic undisputed king of Aotearoa, New Zealand, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson, Sean Chuck It in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, Come Stay Where the Dog Men Play McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, The Fabulous Frogman, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Sackman 41, Frost and Buster. Thank you all. So, so much. Shout this out to new pay from Buster. It's getting longer. I My lung capacity is reducing by the minute. Let's uh, try and kill him. People just keep signing up. Keep doing it till he fucking dies. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you so much to everyone over there. Uh, that's linked in the description if you want to go support us. Also, you can go to our website, heroesforhire.ie. There's also heroesforhire.ie slash shop where you can get all of the merch that we have for the show. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Devilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. So, so I've been Colour on. I've been Sean Me. I'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.